You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 289. And on today's show, I will be chatting with Bunny X. And we're going to be doing that in just a bit. But first, of course, like every week, I've got some cool songs to play for you. we got a nice synth-pop show today, so lots of fun and cool synth-pop tunes. And we're going to do that right now and get this show started. So let's listen to this one from Nights. And that's nights with a dollar sign at the end. And nobody likes dollar signs more than my awesome Patreon supporters. Of course, the kings of the Pattersons, Chris Dance, Robert D. Bishop, and Mike Shima. You guys are cool, and I hope you're all having a lovely day. And this is a fun one from Nights. This is Boom Bang Boom, the Mirko Hirsch radio edit. Who is Mirko Hirsch? I don't know who I'm asking exactly. I like just leaving a space as if someone's actually going to answer my questions. I'm just in an empty room all by myself. No one's going to tell me anything. But we're going to listen to this song. This is Boom Bang Boom by Nights. The Mirko Hirsch Radio Edit. Boom Bang
Midnight, and that was Boom Bang Boom by Night, the Mirko Hirsch radio edit. And I just did a little quick bit of research here, and Mirko Hirsch is a guy. He makes music. I'm just at his SoundCloud right now. Gave it a quick little play. Looks like he makes a fun kind of synth pop tunes as well. So I'm going to have to go through his catalog now. Anyways, that song was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the Krona Club, we got Emil and Hampus ML. And then we got Jose Arbello, the king of hell. And uh, speaking of Patreon, I have a little update here because they just sent me a letter. So remember, I think it was last year or the year before that they had to start charging tax in certain regions. So I guess they just had to add a few more regions. So they just notified me that... What is KS? That's an American state. Is that Kansas? It must be, right? So Florida is FL, Kansas, and then Canada and Thailand. So I'm assuming they're telling me that because I have patrons in those countries. So uh, don't be surprised if you're uh, donating and all of a sudden, if your uh, $10 donation is now like ten sixty, that is uh, tax. Unless they just take it out of the donation and then I get less. I didn't actually read the email. <laughs> What does it say? Below are the new places and base tax rates. In Florida and Kansas, rates may vary based on the city. Though in some cases, only a portion of a patron's pledge may be taxable, so their rate could be less. Oh, that's right, because since it's still, like, it's a donation, you might donate 10 bucks, but really only $5 of it is taxable for whatever reason. You know, I don't understand tax. Anyways, I just thought I'd let you all know, just in case you get a weird surprise where you're like, why the hell am I donating an extra dollar? And uh, that's going to be the reason, man. The government! But regardless, uh, you know, I appreciate all of you for donating to the show. That is the important thing. And, uh, you all make my day. So how about we listen to another track? Uh, this one is from Site Telma Club featuring Chris KD, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, like Mike Erdahl, the donation of the Beast plus 50, and then there's Tim Carlton, the Golden Boner, and Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend. And this is Sight Telma Club, featuring Chris KD with Tide.
And that was Tied by Sight Talma Club featuring Chris KD. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, City Hunter, the coolest guy in town with the 42, Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club, and Clint Dowling in the $25 Club. And I have to say, I made a fucking mistake last week. So I made some birthday mistakes. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. You know, on Beyond Synth, I read out uh, people's birthdays. If you're a patron of the show, you can let me know when your birthday is, and I'll say happy birthday, presumably around the time of your birthday, except if you listened to the show last week. And what happened was I basically have a very simple spreadsheet that just says the person's name on the left side, and on the right side, it has the date. Now, to make sure that when I sort the spreadsheet by date, because I'm literally just using pages in Mac, you know, like just the word processor. So I write the number of the month, the name of the month, and then the day so that I can sort it alphabetically and it'll put all the months in order because if I just wrote July, then it would put it with the J's instead of putting it in the order that the month actually appears. The reason why I don't write the actual date as just numerical values is because to this day in my life, I don't have those memorized. (laughs) So, okay, you know when you look at a an analog clock, you know, if you do it enough, you you get, oh, I see what time it is. You, you don't even have to think about it, right? But I do, because I'm so used to digital that when I look at an analog clock, I don't immediately know what time it is. I have to think. I have to go, okay, well, the big hand's here, the short hand's here. Oh, the short hand is kind of in between the five and the six, so that means it's somewhere in between 25 and 30. Like, I have to do all that in my head. I don't just instinctively know what time it is. And... The same thing for months. So if you like just put a gun to my head and all of a sudden just said like, what's the seventh month? I wouldn't answer you right away because I'd have to think. I go, what is the what is the seventh month? Okay, so January, February, March, April, May, June, July. So it's July. So I need to write the word July into the chart so that I know we're talking about July so that I can access it quickly. Unfortunately, this system all fell apart last week. Because there was someone whose birthday was June 29th, but the next thing in the list was July 30th. And so my brain told me, oh, that's the next day. Like, I didn't even see the word July. It just, to me, since the numbers were so similar, it was like, well, of course, it's it's June 29th and then, then June 30th. I didn't even connect that I wasn't even looking at the right month. So then, thinking that that was still June... I then read two of the August birthdays thinking that they were the first week in July. And I did all of this with all of these words right in front of me. Have you ever done something where you were just so confidently performing a task that you were oblivious to such an obvious mistake? Because I'm looking at it now going, why the fuck did I read August birthdays? It literally says August. I'm in June. Look, maybe you guys all have normal brains and these problems never happen to you. But I I sat there and I read that thing and I confidently read those birthdays. I was literally looking and it said the word August 4th and I read it like it was July. So the point is, I'm just going to copy and paste the <laughs> birthday announcements <laughs> from last week's show uh, when the time comes. So uh, be prepared for a rerun. You know what I'll do? Maybe I'll do some commentary. So I'll play... 
the original birthday message, and then I will add commentary over top of it. Anyway, so that's my report. So uh, if you were one of the three people whose birthdays I fucked up, I apologize. It just means you got an early birthday announcement. That's all. Tune in a month from now and you'll hear them again. And speaking of hearing things, let's listen to a song. I got a track here from Full Frontal Disco. This one's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, we got a star apart. Alex Seligson, Blake Peterson, Eurobeat Intensifies, Honeybeard, and Jimmy the Hut. And I hope you dig this. This is Full Frontal Disco with Beautiful Crisis.
right, and that was Beautiful Crisis by Full Frontal Disco, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, awesome people like John Masari, Johnny Five, Kempson, Ken Giroux, Mr. Magoo Samurai, and Neverman. Hey, we just heard from Neverman last week on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Now, I think Full Frontal Disco is actually a side project of uh, a guy named Adam, because I think he just sent me a thing. So he also has a thing called Black Light, which I think I've played a track from before. And I guess he also has a side project called Full Frontal Disco, where he works with other vocalists. I think that track featured Ryan Slemko. I hope I'm uh, saying that correctly, from Hollow Love. So that's cool. I like when all these artists work together and collab. I think that's fun. And I would also like to point out that we have a new patron this week, Mr. Keith Atherton. So hello, Keith. You're a cool guy. Keith is in the $5 club. I'm going to take a sip of my French vanilla. Hold on. I've been getting this thing lately where I get half French vanilla, half coffee. Although I feel like it's putting me to sleep in the afternoon. I really got to start exercising or something. So anyway, look, Keith Atherton, you are cool. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and uh, I hope you have a lovely day. And I would like to report, now I read an email from this guy last week, Stanislav, but he has now changed his name and upgraded his support. So I would like to report that Kudzost has upgraded his support. <laughs> And he is now in the 1379 Club. I think I'm saying that correctly. Kudzost. K-U-D-Z-O-S-T. So, thank you very much for supporting the show. You're a cool guy, etc. You know, it's funny because he wrote the letter in that said he wasn't big into synth music. He just enjoyed the show. Which I guess is pretty cool. Because most of the time when people just listen to the show to listen to music and then like, I'm an impediment to that. <laughs> So if people actually like the other thing, then it's like, hey, it's like a compliment. I like compliments. <laughs> anyway, I also like listening to cool music. So how about we listen to this one from Dream Bender, which is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Newmark, Restless Nights, and Techno Ben. And of course, there's Forged in Neon with the 2049. Go check out her uh, site. I think she's also putting out a podcast as well. If you need more synth in your life which I'm guessing uh, Kudzost doesn't. But uh, hey, man, you know, some people, they need a lot of synth, and I understand that. So look, let's listen to this track. This is Dreambender, and I just enjoy that this track is called I'm Rad. And that's the chorus, so enjoy. This is I'm Rad by Dreambender.
And that was Dreambender with I'm Rad. And that, I just said rat, didn't I? Rad. I'm rad. Rad. Radical. You know what I'm saying. And, uh, of course, we'll be chatting with Bunny X in just a bit. And, of course, that track was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $20 Club, there's Chatterack. And, wait, no, I fucked it up. It's Joshua Winter and Chatterack. Then, of course, there's Waylon Kasky Geospatial with a 1988 and COVID-1986 with a 1986. And I need to uh, give a special shout out to COVID-1986 aka Ethan because Ethan has been a very helpful guy so he emails me every once in a while giving me uh, music to check out which is uh, always helpful and he has been helping update my behind the scenes artist database links so uh, there's a whole thing you don't see uh, as listeners of the show as I of course have a giant Excel spreadsheet or I guess it's a Google Doc now that has basically every artist that's ever been played on the show and all of their social media links and of course over the years some artists have you know closed their accounts changed their names you name it a lot of it is usually just closing Facebook <laughs> and Twitter and stuff but some people change their names so it's like when they first started making music they were just doing it as like I'm on Twitter as you know Jimmy Boingo Man, and then they call themselves like Laser1984, and then they realize they need to change all their social media to be the same, and then my links are out of date. And so Ethan has been helping me, and it's a sort of a tedious job. <laughs> so that's why I am acknowledging his help, because he basically has to go through this whole fucking database and click on every link and see if they work. <laughs> And so he's uh, he's been working way on that, and it has been very helpful to me. So thank you very much, Ethan, a.k.a. COVID-1986, for uh, helping out, because it is very appreciated. And on that note, let's listen to some more music. I got one here from Decade Defector and Steven Sims. I feel like I played a track of theirs before that I liked, and this is another one I like, so there you go. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the Buchelman Sisters and the 1985 Club, Rachel and Sarah, and then we got Gene Creamer, Private Eye with the 1515. And Prophet of Jupiter with the 15. All right, so I hope you all dig this. This is Decade Defector and Steven Sims with the track Older featuring Dave Maverick.
And that was Older by Decade Defector and Steven Sims featuring Dave Maverick. Yeah, so that was a cool one. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 1313 Club. Cool people like Mads Baron Christensen and Skywolf. Retro Serenade. And we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. Oh yeah, and a quick reminder for everybody, I'm still accepting listener mail and audio messages, voicemail recordings, okay, for a show I'm going to be doing in a little while. So basically, I'm just going to keep saying this every week until I have enough stuff to fill the show, and I still need uh, lots more. Some people have sent in some messages, but I need more, damn it. So if you want to hear your voice on the show and leave a voicemail message, just record your voice and send it to beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Or you can message me if you're a patron, send me a direct message on Patreon, or you can send me a message to SoundCloud or to Twitter. Or if you just want to send in a regular old email, question, comment, whatever you want to say, uh, just send that to Beyond Send Submissions or the other places I just said, and I'll read it on an upcoming show. And the only other thing I have to say is, next week's episode, I know all of these episodes have been like a few days late, next week I may have to take off, it might, it might not be too bad, as you know I'm in the forest right now, and I have basically like five days where I'm going to be back in my spaceship set and I'm going to be pretty much filming that whole time and I'm also going to be filming a thing for Michael Oakley and so I don't think I'm going to have any time to work on the show next week because I'm going to be busy filming. Now the irony is some of the stuff I'm filming you're probably not going to see for like three years because of uh, (laughs) how long it takes for me to actually edit these things but the point is I have to take advantage of being able to film since you know my kids were doing homeschooling for most of this year which made filming Andy's spaceship really, really, well, impossible, basically. When the voice actors are in Europe, I mean, this is the problem with recording this show in general, is dealing with time differences and stuff, and basically, their best time to record is when my kids were at home in school in front of the set, right? And so it's easy for people to go like, why don't you just record when the kids are in bed? And I'm like, I can, but then I can't act with the voice actors because they're going to be asleep in England, right? So that's why this has been sort of a really sort of tricky time. And I, of course, I don't have the budget to rent a studio or have a separate apartment. So, you know, my spaceship is literally in my living room. So we'll see if the kids go back to school in the fall. Hopefully I'll be able to film a lot more then. And I guess maybe I'm just going to have to just film like 50 episodes and bank them and then just edit them over the course of the next 10 years and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Anyways, how about this? Let's listen to one more track and then we'll go chat with Bunny X. I got one here from Morphoise. Morphoise and Clint Alford. And it's brought to you by my awesome PayPals, of course, the king of the PayPals, Upgrade Jimpy. Then we got the Ross Conian, Brandon Morin, Ross Bruce, Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, Felix Borselman, Russell Nice, Timothy Warwick, Jimmy Groon, and Jersey. So, thank you all for supporting the show. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate via PayPal if you go to beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal donate donate button, uh, which is what these awesome PayPals just did. I mean, they didn't just do it. They've been doing it for a while, but uh, you can too, if you like the show. Anyways, look, let's listen to this. This is Morphoise and Clint Alford with Arcade. Funny how time slips so fast Like it's running away 
And that was Arcade by Morpheus and Clint Alford. I always feel like I'm saying, when I say Morpheus, it sounds like I'm trying to say another word and I'm incorrectly saying it. <laughs> what would I be trying to say? Like, I'm trying to say Morpheus, but I have like an accent as I'm Morpheus, but then Morpheus isn't a word either. So 
<laughs> anyway, don't worry about me. I'm an idiot. So look, uh, let's go chat with Bunny X. Well, I am here right now with Bunny X. Hello, Andy. <laughs> now, wait, are you Abigail or are you Abby? Well, funny you should ask. It is funny. Honestly, it's either way. <laughs> it's really either way. I don't know why I've been using my formal name so much, but it just kind of started that way. And I don't know. I've just been going with it. So right. whatever you feel like, Abby or Abigail, I'll answer to either. All right. Well, I'll have to think about that. Well, I like yes. Abigail sounds all proper, you know? It does. It sounds proper. It does sound proper. Very proper. Anyway, so there's Abigail and then there's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. So I've not met you before. I met Abigail and uh, I guess I'm calling you Abigail. Sure. At uh, mm-hmm. Outland a, f- a few years ago. and uh, But you I've not met before. Yes, I was not there. Right. <laughs> that was so fun. I'm trying to think of where to start because you guys have actually been doing this for a long time, this Bunny X project. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's actually, I honestly think it's been about 10 years now. What do you think, Maris? Yeah, I think it's been about 10 years. That's about right. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we started off singing backup vocals for some other projects. Like we did some cover bands and we sang backup vocals for a buddy of ours that was doing kind of a 60s sort of girl group group psychedelic vibe not totally our thing but you know he's a great singer songwriter so that's kind of how mary and i started performing together on stage and learning the ropes with that how do you guys know each other we met in 2005 at a karaoke joint that was also a pizzeria if you could believe it Mm -hmm. and i'm stumbling on the name because it was such a long time ago but we had mutual friends in common that's where we met and we had a really great time (laughs) we started out more Hallie wants to be involved. She does. My dog, Hallie. She wants to be interviewed. But um, yeah, so that's how we met. We first met at that little place. Do you remember the name of it, Abby, at all? It started with an M. Martino's or something? Something like that. Something Something like that. Somewhere in 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 the village. Now it's something else. Now it's like a wine bar, if it made it during COVID. But I mean, were you guys there for karaoke or for pizza? For both. Definitely both. Definitely both. And, you know, there were a bunch of girls, you know, and we had like a nice, group of girls that would do karaoke at different places, different locations. And it was a lot of fun and kind of fun to like check out and see what, you know, you could do with a song maybe you've never sang before. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's fun, it's fun. That type of thing. So did you guys then bond over your your mutual love of karaoke? Definitely. Absolutely. And we still love it. It's just, you know, with COVID times, like all of that stuff became a non-entity for a while. So hopefully we can all get back to our karaoke routine at some point. Yeah. It was actually really cool because we just started doing karaoke together just as buds and um, you know, we'd hang out several times a week and meet up after work for happy hour and then, you know, go to the karaoke bar and hang out and sing and stuff. Eventually we started to do duets together and um, and then Mary's such a great harmonizer. So she would kind of do her harmonies during our little duets, like mostly ABBA songs. Nice. <laughs> and and we we're like, and people kept coming up to us and they were like, gosh, you guys sound really good together. And we we're like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's sweet. So that was like kind of the start of something, but it wasn't until, you know, several years later that we ended up doing doing bunny acts and doing anything serious. 
So it was not a serious thing for quite a while. True. What were your what were your favorite ABBA songs to sing? We would sing Chikatita. That was my fan favorite. That was the big one. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. What else, Mares? I don't know. You name it. I personally like The Winner Takes It All, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is a sad song. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know what my favorite ABBA So Hold on here. I'm going to go to my playlist. I mean, Waterloo. Yeah, Waterloo's overdone, though. That's my opinion. Yeah. We played a little too often for my taste, but it is a good, you know, kind of crowd rouser, if you will. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Some of my faves. Money. Fucking, uh... Money, money, money. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's so funny. Good. Oh, fucking Fernando. I mean, that's not yeah. the song. It's just Fernando. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that's fucking Fernando. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Oh my god! Uh, well, I guess I've been wrong all this time. Super Trooper's a good one too. Yeah, Super Trooper's oh, super good. Super Trooper, definitely. Knowing me and knowing you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all good. I mean, they just yeah. really didn't have like a bad song in the bunch. Summer Night City. Yup. Summer Night City's mm-hmm. a yep. cool one too. Summer mm-hmm. Night City. Oh, take a chance on me. If you change your mind, take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. That song's amazing. Oh my god, all of the extras, right? That song so good. We actually, um, we would do live all the time. We would do Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Yes. That's that's a good one. After midnight. And the dumb dance that went with it. (laughs) Oh, we definitely did the dumb dance. Absolutely. Synchronized, terrible dancing. It's our specialty. It's a good thing people on New Year's Eve were just drunk too. So there you go. (laughs) They they were dancing along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Dancing and singing to ABBA and eating pizza. Eating pizza. (laughs) I mean, what's not to love? What's not to love about pizza and and karaoke? Is is pizza a good thing to eat, though, if you're going to sing? It's really not. I feel like the pizza would come later in the evening, right, Maris? That's true. We would get our little songs on and then, like, you know, have a little nosh. Yeah. I mean, these were also, like, prime party days. We were, like, in our 20s and... A little bit of pizza, a little bit of Coke. I know the story. A little bit of (laughs) pizza. I know what you guys are like. <laughs> we were high on life. What are you talking about? Right. I, just like the, I just like to talk tough. I'm just like a big I nerd. Like it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I do have to say the one thing I really miss a lot, and this has nothing necessarily to do with music because this place is more of like kind of a restaurant. It's, it was used to be called the Bourgeois Pig. Mm-hmm. And their food was so good. Abby and I would be there on, pretty regularly. Oh, my God. We wondered like where like the freshman 15 came from, but it was the bourgeois pig. It was the bourgeois pig. And sometimes we would do like there's the like the piglet mm-hmm. and or the pig. And we've definitely helped ourselves to one or both of those. Which was like a cheese plate and it was like a, a cheese, cheese plate. Yeah, yes, with charcuterie. Like, oh, listen to you guys. Eh? This all sounds so classy. <laughs> I got my gut after college because I used to eat really like my dad would make like healthy food. Yeah. But he also was like a terrible cook. So I was actually really skinny until I left home. And then I got a foreman grill. And then I was like, well, I don't eat fucking burgers all the time. So I started eating burgers all the time, but I had no money. So I was buying like the no brand burgers that like oh, no. are like gray oh, and no. they fry up kind of gray as well. Oh, dude, no. And that's what happened to me. So like I just I was eating burgers every night covered in like mayo and cheese and stuff. And then I got this belly that to this day I can't I don't have the willpower to get rid of. Oh, no. So your oh. thing sounds so much classier. You use the word charcuterie. No, we would start the night off classy. We'd have our wine and our like charcuterie plate and everything. And then we'd wind up a little Bessie toward the end. And we would stop at our other favorite place. 
Um, shout out to Planet Rose mm-hmm. on, I'll, I'll just give the address. It's somewhere. On, <laughs> it's Avenue. It's in yeah, the it's East Avenue Village. A and like what? And 14th? Yeah. Avenue A between 13th and 14th. And that became a fan favorite of ours also. Yep. And we were friends with the owners and, you know, it was a, like a really great place. And I, hopefully they'll be opening, they'll be reopening any minute because honestly people want to get their song on. So yeah, I think they are. I think I just saw a note that they're, they're opening back up. I wonder what they're going to do. I, Cause I feel like karaoke has an interesting dilemma ahead of itself because you have mm-hmm. to sing into a microphone that someone else was just at. That's yes. That's why I always I have always carried my little like sanitizer spray with me anywhere mm-hmm. I go because if I'm like singing on something that somebody else has already sang on and I'm actually not drunk at the time. I bet you they'll make a show of it. <laughs> like I bet you like one of the staff like every time someone gets off stage a staff <laughs> member will come up with a spray bottle and go like see and then right. they'll like spray all over the place. And <laughs> like as soon as you finish your song you just get a COVID test. Yeah, I totally spray my lavender spray all over the place because, I mean, I don't want to die. Yeah, well, who does? <laughs> want to eat pizza and sing ABBA, man. That's. Uh, listen, I want to listen to a song, and then we'll keep talking, all right? So all right. I want to yeah, go back to 2013. Ooh. You guys put a, 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 I guess it was a lot of like kind of Italo disco-y kind of stuff. You had this track called Berlin in December. Yes. yes. And uh, we're going to listen to that right now, man. This is uh, Berlin in December by Bunny X.
All right, and that was Berlin in December by Bunny X, and I'm here with Bunny X right now, Mary and Abigail, talking about pizza and 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 karaoke and all that stuff. <laughs> so at some point, then you you transitioned. People told you like, "Hey, you guys sound nice," and you're like, "All right, well, you now we're gonna start a band or something." Do you call yourself a band? What did you initially like do? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't... Thank you. <laughs> you're like, I'm here all night. <laughs> yeah, I guess we just kind of, what, like a like duo? I think we just kind of labeled ourselves a duo. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn-based. I mean, I was living in Brooklyn for a while, and then I've been put out to pasture here in Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one good thing about it, I mean, one of the better things, I mean, there's great food here, by the way. I mean, honestly, amazing food, amazing restaurants. But at the same time, it's very, very safe. Like, I don't feel worried about, like, taking an Uber home at, like, two in the morning. Can you explain the, the boroughs to me? Because, like, I don't really know my, like, New York geography. Like, sure. all I know is I see jokes in movies. <laughs> so, like, I know that New Jersey is a punch line for some reason yeah there there's plenty of reasons okay but <laughs> who are y'all i mean i'm not you know i've seen a commercial with this one really sweet like bakery owner and she's in it with our governor phil murphy who's our governor here and he's he's a very nice guy and he bought a bunch of pastries and she was just like die hard jersey girl and i was like Bleh. wait so oh, hold on well, so so then, luck to you honey so then what <laughs> so what is hoboken like is, is so, it yes i'm gonna explain so i'm actually originally a bronx girl so there are five boroughs of new york there is the bronx there's brooklyn there's staten island which we don't really think about that often sadly but you know hey what else we've got queens I'm missing something. Oh, I guess Manhattan, right? So that's five. So Hoboken, some in some parts here, they try to pass themselves off as the sixth borough because literally it's like we're across the water. It's like one train that goes, you know, down beneath. If you're coming from Manhattan into Hoboken, it's like literally three stops. So they feel entitled to call themselves the sixth borough. So is it a city or is it like a suburby feeling thing? Like what it's is it? It's more of a, like a brownstone type of a place. There are lots of brownstones. There are also a lot. I mean, they're beautiful, like old ones. And some of them are, are selling for like ridiculous amounts of money here. However, there are other like apartment buildings that are like new developments that, you know, come with amenities like a dog park and the dog groomer on premises and like a Starbucks in your lobby. Like we don't have that. We're in a like a traditional like old school building. And it's nice. It's very it's pretty quiet for the most part, except when I was trying to sleep on the couch the other night. And like out of nowhere, some kids scared the shit out of me because he started singing some church song and it sounded demonic. And I was like, oh, my God, oh my God. What, is, what is compelling you to sing some church song? At five in the morning. Satan. <laughs> Satan. Well, yeah, I think it was actually. <laughs> I, I tailed it back into the bedroom. I was like, I'm sorry. I have to come. I, I think Hoboken is nice, though. I mean, it's a really beautiful neighborhood. It's nice. Yeah. It is. It does have beautiful, like, buildings and, again, good, you know, really, really good food, really good pastries. You know, you can get whatever you want here, really, for the most part. And so it's a nice place to live. And it's pretty quiet, usually. 
Yeah, these yeah, are all the things I usually ask about when I'm looking for a new home and when the person's like walking me through the house and I'm like, yeah, but where's the pastries? <laughs> Need the pastries. And they're like, well, the pastries aren't so good. I'm like, the no sale, asshole. It's <laughs> not going to work. Where do you live in? Uh, you're in Toronto, right? I am in Toronto, yes. Nice. I love Toronto. It's nice. It's fine. I liked it. I liked it the first and only time that I had been there. Although, like, driving around in it, I thought, I was like, wow, this looks weird to me. Like, for some reason, that was a really long time ago. That was sometime in the early 2000s. But There weren't enough pastries for you? Were you looking around like, I don't see enough pastry? <laughs> you know, pastries are a favorite, a fan favorite of mine. Yeah, we're learning a lot today. Pastries, pizza. Pastries and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not, not meant to be eaten together. However, you know. Yum. I would try it. I'd so, uh, uh, Abigail, how are the pastries where you live? <laughs> Pretty good. So I live in a Polish neighborhood called Greenpoint in Brooklyn, just right across the water into, you know, into Manhattan. So close to the city where I lived for years. Um, but it's definitely a little bit, little bit more quiet over here, you know, pretty chill. And uh, yeah, so there's lots of uh, Polish bakeries nearby and yeah. of course pierogies. The donuts. And that's been the most exciting, you know, <laughs> the, like the big excitement for pretty much everybody uh, this past year has just been like ordering takeout. It's like the new entertainment. Yeah. But I mean, you know, things are definitely changing now for sure. They've been opening back up here in New York the last, uh, you know, several uh, weeks. So, you know, there's definitely new life that's happening now. It better, man. Fucking uh, Uber tricked me into signing up for their stupid thing because like, oh, if you do $9 for Uber a month and you get to save on fees, but then they stopped sending me coupons. Well, that's bullshit. It actually turned out that if you get 40% off your order, it's almost reasonable, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're just yeah. getting like McDonald's and stuff. But like we order like Uber McDonald's and it ends up being like 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh it's ridiculous. God. They tack on so many. There's all these extra fees now and it's delivery fees. And then you have to tip on top. Yeah. And then so then usually they get you by going like, oh, if you order by the end of the week, you know, you get like 35 or 40 percent off. And then it makes it like, hey, this is kind of roughly the price it would have been if we actually drove to McDonald's and went in right. the fucking drive. Right. Yeah. That's the only way it works. And then they Stop giving me those, and I still pay my nine bucks a month, man, and I'm not happy about it. No, that's you, you can cancel that at any time, though. You know, you don't have to pay that nine dollars a month all the time. Like, if you're done doing that, you can definitely get out of it. Yes, well, I, I'm gonna do that for sure. I, I literally subscribe to like 80 things, <laughs> and so, like, you know, when you just look at the bill and like, Jesus Christ, I got like Netflix, Amazon, oh. fucking you know, the other one that's got the HBO on it, then like now I'm paying for fucking Uber and like mm-hmm. you know, SoundCloud, like all the other things and it just ends up adding up to be like I think I pay something like $2,000 a year and like just subscriptions yeah there's yeah. insane there's a subscription to everything like it's kind of cool because my bank now is uh, asks me about recurring charges and it's like are you cool with this and you go no damn it <laughs> no it sucks yeah, I've been trying to cancel all that stuff just because it gets it gets crazy. Like for a while there, we're having you know doing all these all these delivery services and just kind of adds up. Like HelloFresh. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, all that business. Oh, I did that for a while, and then I just realized I couldn't keep up with the cooking schedule. Mm-hmm. So I just figured it's not worth it. I mean, what I like about it is it gave me ideas because I I pretty much make the same like five meals. Yep. And so it was nice when it was like. 
oh, if I like have the frying pan and put a little bit of, you know, shallots and cream cheese, I can make like a cream sauce in a way that I don't normally make, you know, and right. oh, I'll put in ingredients that I don't normally use. And so that was nice because it gave me yeah. those ideas. But then I realized like, well, now that I have the damn recipe, next time I go to the grocery store, just make sure to pick up a shallot. There you go. And then now I know all about shallots thanks to HelloFresh. I think shallots are awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fucking onion. But they have like, <laughs> it's a fancy onion. <laughs> Flavor, though. They're like, they're more tasty. Are they? I like to call them shallots. A shallot. <laughs> oh, unless I'm doing, am I doing it wrong? Yeah, I, no, you're doing it completely right. I'm just an asshole. Well, look, speaking of like pronunciations, I was going to play a song here that featured you guys by Andy Fox. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Right. So the question is this. How do you say it? That is an excellent question. I did not title. We didn't title that one ourselves. That was Andy's doing. Mm. <laughs> Chimera? Or is it Chimera? I don't know. I should know. I don't know. Chimera, that's right. Is it Chimera? I think so. Let's just say it's Chimera. We should call Andy right now. Well, hey man, you get to say whatever it is because you're in it. Exactly. (laughs) So look, let's listen to it. All right. Um, This is a track uh, by Andy Fox called Chimera and it features the lovely voices of Bunny X.
right, and that was Andy Fox with the track Chimera featuring Bunny X. <laughs> and today I'm chatting with Bunny X, Abigail and Mary, talking about shallots and uh, the housing market. Or so lots, shallots, shallots and houses. Yeah, <laughs> and charcuteries from the pig or whatever the oh fuck that place God. is called. <laughs> What was it, the pig, the bourgeois pig? Was that what it was? Yes, it was. Pig. Yeah. Yes. Their drinks were so good also. Yep. Oh, there yeah. was like a delicious champagne cocktail drink mm-hmm. that they made that was pretty stellar. That's right. Yeah, see, that sounds too classy for we me, man. We dump our, like, putsy ex-boyfriends at the time <laughs> to just hang out with each other because we had more fun without them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, th- those two were, like, freaking frack. They should have yeah, just hung together definitely. and been like, oh, let's go do something dorky. Yeah, let's go to the, the proletariat cow or whatever. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> That's the place across the street. Amazing. There actually is a bar across the street that's called the Proletarian. No. Of, where, of where the bourgeois pig used to be. It might be on a different block, oh but it's God, right that around there. So sad. I love that place. I mean, we definitely stuffed our faces enough at the bourgeois pig. It's fine. Yeah. I love we got our film. <laughs> I just love that the majority of this conversation is about food. It's, oh, it's like, I know. I'm wondering if that means that I'm still hungry. <laughs> It could. Priorities, priorities. Hey, look, it's very relatable, all right? I think that most of my audience does eat. Right. We all eat. Yeah. It is a thing we do. Except for those weird robot listeners I have. (laughs) Except for them. All right, so... You you become a duo. This is me, like getting on topic. Nice. And then what what happens then though? Like, do you go? Well, we got to play some music then, or did you try and did you have friends who were musicians at the time? You're like, how about you make some music and we'll sing on it? Like, what happened? Basically, so okay, so I kind of roped Mary into this project. You know, we were singing back up for with our buddy, this guy Ash. It was called Ash Gray and the Girls, and Mary and I were two of the girls in the act. Um, and then we were also singing in uh, a few different cover bands, but one primarily. Um, um, a queen cover band that we called Dairy Queen. I get it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I know. That was my idea. It was Mary's idea. It was yeah. fun, though. So anyhow, so like years went by, you know, of singing other people's songs. And at, at some point, I was kind of like, you know, I wonder, if, you know, if I could try my hand at this and kind of mess around a little bit and see if we could write our own material and just to see what would happen. So um, Mary actually found this guy, Jesse Glick, who's a super sweet guy, met him on Craigslist, and he ended up producing our first EP, which is a synth pop style. So it's like Madonna meets Depeche Mode is what we would tell people at the time. But on, honestly, it was a bit of a flop and it just wasn't like we weren't we were still kind of trying to find our sound at that time sure. this was back in uh, 2011 or 2012 but then around that same time we had met our dear friend and longtime producer conrad kanashiro who's produced a bunch of other acts like mailroom is one anyhow so we started working with him and that's when we kind of bonded over a teledisco and so that's how um berlin in december came about and if you say yes which was the first track that we collaborated on and the first song the first teledisco song i I wrote or co-wrote with uh conrad and mary contributed to that too so those songs started coming out around 2013 and then we you know went on to release a bunch of italo tracks like 2013 2014 2015 i think and we had a bit of a hiatus there for a little while we weren't really that active for a couple years what was going on then that's a great question what was going on i guess just life just the day-to-day the daily grinds Mm -hmm. were you guys still karaokeing or were you like you had enough of each other for a while or what i mean we probably were i mean there's also tons of songs we've written that have never gone anywhere that have just never seen the light of day so it's possible that we were i mean we probably were busy 
just playing shows, honestly, and just not like releasing a lot of new stuff. But uh, I guess it was around 2017, started really getting into synthwave and all that and kind of thinking, oh, let's kind of try and get into that a little bit. So met a few different producers and started to release some more like kind of retro wave sounding tracks. How did you find the the synthwave scene? Well, I I didn't realize that I was I was into it for many years. I just didn't know a whole lot about it. But I got really got into FM Attack like back in probably 2013. And um and then Parallels, super into Parallels. Just didn't know that it was, you know, kind of all enveloped within that scene. So I had been a fan for years just kind of without really knowing. Right. It's been a wild ride because you know you kind of get into the big bands at first you know the newbies like the midnight and gunship and all that then you realize like once you kind of like peel off that top you're like there's just so much more to dive into mm-hmm. and so it's been super fun it's just been such an amazing journey to like get into just so many different artists because there's just such good stuff out there that doesn't get enough attention at all yeah no that's true that's a very nice and diplomatic answer <laughs> i try i try I, I just like to be like oh, there's so much shit out there i'm so pessimistic <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of shit too. <laughs> some, I mean, some people might feel that way about our stuff, and that's fine. <laughs> How do you guys um, determine your roles? Because, I mean, you both sing, right? So, I mean, like, how do you decide, like, who sings what and what happens? Like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of our, a lot of the writing, a lot of the vocal arrangements. Um, Mary, Mary does as well, and she's been more active, you know, on this uh, last record. We both sing on everything, but lately we've decided to kind of uh, trade off a bit more. Typically, in the past, we would sing the entire song together you know, and then Mary would do some, you know, additional harmony tracks and, and things like that. But we thought it'd be fun to kind of have each of us kind of showcase our voices separately. And what can happen sometimes is someone's voice will overpower the other or just it doesn't always work to have, you know, two full vocals on a track. So we've kind of run into some some issues with that. But it's been it's been good because it's been a learning experience. And it's also, I think, important to shake it up a little bit and, uh, you know, try new things. So so for this new album that we are releasing later this year, we are completely trading off on tracks. So Mary's singing lead on half of the songs and I'm singing lead on the other half. Then the other is doing the backup. So that's kind of how we decided to do it. And I wrote a lot of the top line vocal arrangements for the tracks and Send everything to Mary, and I'm like, what do you think? And then she gives me feedback, and she writes as well. And uh, kind of between the two of us, we cobble it together. Yeah. So, <laughs> somehow, some way. And on this uh, upcoming album, we've met an awesome producer, John Bork, that we've been working with. So he's really helping us to kind of make it all happen. So that's been really cool. Yeah, and then, of course, we've been working with Celerect uh, LA Dreams. Mm-hmm. We've yep. got some tracks, one that we released recently, Can't Wait. We'll listen to that later in the show. Ooh, Ooh. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, this is we have not shared this yet, but we have two tracks that we're doing with uh, Don Del Piro. Oh, cool. Yeah, who does not get enough love, in my opinion. Yeah, seriously. It's tricky, because there's just so many... Mm-hmm. I know. This is the issue I have, where I, like, I feel bad because like I'm only one show and like mine's mostly focused on like actual like interviews with people and so I only really play like five or six tracks a show and then the rest of the show is devoted to the guest sure and then meanwhile there's like 1500 like people actively making synthwave specifically in this genre and then like sometimes people complain to me because if I don't play their music enough and stuff right and then I'm like you know if I just played one song from every producer, it would take me three years wow. to just play one song God. from each of you once. 
And of course, I don't like to do that because I also like to play songs I like, right? So, I mean, then sometimes certain artists get more play and blah, blah, blah. Sure. sure. Anyway, look, the point is this. You discovered the synthwave scene. You did a bunch of featuring on, on several uh, artists. Yeah. And uh, this was a track that I dug uh, from CJ Burnett. Oh, yeah. Called Call in the Night featuring nice. Bunny X. And we're going to listen to that right now. Okay. Hmm.
right, and that was Call in the Night by <laughs> C.J. Burnett. He's so talented. Featuring Bunny X, who I am chatting with right now. And Bunny X is, of course, Abigail and Mary, or... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> Just make up two new names for you. Uh, talking about joining the scene and how you guys uh, divvy up the work and stuff. I feel like uh, Abby did a lot of talking there. So, Mary, it's your turn. I did too much talking. Too much talking. I want you to rebuke everything she just said. <laughs> Give me the real dirt. Entirely rebuke all of it because all of that is actually mostly true. Is true for the most part. There is. Um... I'm glad it's mostly true. <laughs> Let's focus on the lies here. I want this episode to be salacious. <laughs> lies. No lies are misdemeanors. None of that. None of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think we've um, divvied up our responsibilities equally. You know, like, does this song suit you? Do you like it? Whatever. You know, we go back and forth with yes or no or who knows or whatever. But either way, it all works out in the end, no matter what. I mean, there's definitely not any contention between the two of us because, you know, we're very, like, mellow people and we're, like, fine to discuss what makes sense for whose voice and, you know, which lyrics, you know, the songs, Abby, that you're, like, in love with, like, that you wanted to do those songs and you already knew that going in and that's so fine with me. Like, that's not something that I would ever complain about or or question or anything like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll take whatever song I can take, you know, because whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm really not that picky. <laughs> now, are you guys mellow because you're sitting around smoking that legal New York weed? <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't, I can't say that I'm like a weed person because unfortunately I've taken some CBD pills like on an empty stomach, like stupidly, you know, like taking it at the wrong time. Like, oh, I have TMI. I have cramps. Oh, I'm going to take one of these. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like growing up all over my house. Oh God. I know it's, I know people love weed and so they love to think that it's like this magical substance but uh, the truth is that I don't think it's really gone through like the actual like scientific rigorous stuff that people think it has and so like it's fun like it gets you high like I get that much but uh, there's a lot of people like around the culture of it where they're just like oh it's magic you know you all you need is a little dash of this and your cancer goes away and this and this and this and it's like I don't know about that I don't either I think that it's helpful like for me I am just terrible at managing pain I just don't handle it well it's never gone well for me and I will I'll wake up and be like oh my god I'm in so much pain and I'll just run to the kitchen and like grab those pills out and I remember taking them and this happened to me twice it's like you would think I would have learned the first time <laughs> yeah it just didn't work out I mean having a little like puff on a joint yeah that's totally fine you're fucking right man hell yeah I mean if I got my hair clown and blonde I might be like the female Jeff Spicoli <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing just saying. Anyway, sorry. This was meant to be a stupid joke that we were just going to move on from. So. I know. We haven't moved on yet. But we can move on from that because like that was a bad time for me because I, I just didn't realize that I should have eaten something before I put any kind of medication, whatever it is. Sure. And I was yeah. so like, distraught. I didn't give two shits. I was like, I am taking these pills and they are going to cure me. And then I was like, oh no, I'm barfing. The, my least favorite activity. <laughs> like the thing is, this i know people love it but uh you know there's nothing wrong with this the good old classics just a fistful of ibuprofen give me that advil that advil that advil <laughs> yeah I that's know. the thing because like i can't uh I, i've never done cbd but like i can't really smoke we like i used to and then i'm just one of those unlucky people who is just 
I'm just way too paranoid. So like whenever I oh. smoke, like I just have a bad time. I, I had a fun time in high school, and then there got to this point where like it just stopped being fun. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, sometimes it really doesn't work out, and I think it also depends on like the supplier and you know how clean their stuff is. What are you, you trying to tell me that fucking Slippery Johnny was like a sketchy character? <laughs> Listen, he was a cool guy. I don't know the guy, so I can't remark. He made me like, look, I always had to go to his house and sure the place was fucking disheveled and I had to watch old TV with him for like an hour before he'd break out the bag and then he'd take some of it. Oh my but, God, that's uh, like Brad Pitt's character <laughs> in um, True Romance. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. He's just sitting there with his beady on and he's just like puffing away. Yeah, but at least Brad Pitt's a very handsome man, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't hurt. To be fair, I think a lot of the sketchy people we were buying stuff from weren't uh, weren't quite Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's only one. That's true. There's only the one. But you know, I hear you on that, and you know, listen. I mean, I know I've made mistakes. Like that was my. I just explained my big mistake of like, oh, let me just take these pills. Mm. and hope for the best and then I'm like Bleh. is that even what CBD's for I thought it was just to relax you and CBD does relax you but it, you know you need to have some kind of food in your stomach or at least I do well see that's that's actually the point because pretty much if you look at like CBD stuff they sort of promise it does kind of everything because you will see like sort of adverts where they're just like oh CBD like it, it helps the pain and it helps fucking muscle relaxation and it also does this and it, it, it does all these things and it's like does it actual like real medicine that's been like uh, studied and used for years you know that has like very specific things you know like when you take an Advil like you don't go like I take Advil because it makes my hair grow longer or whatever like no like it, oh, yeah, it okay. does a specific thing we have a really dear friend who like did her research on what CBD pill to like purchase mm. she would check out like the company and like their practices and you know like read up on everything about them and so she was the one who recommended this particular brand of CBD pills to us which when I was had eaten something, it was great. Like if I really, you know, crampy or whatever, you know, and I had eaten food, I could take two of those, go to bed and wake up feeling like a million bucks. Mm. So I think for me, like the incremental idea here is, is food. Like you need to put something in your stomach before you take any medicine of any kind. Well, this is the most important thing. This is why I wanted to talk to you guys today. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Because I was like, if there's one thing we can get out of this at the very end, it's, it's the proper protocol for uh, the use of this particular brand of CBD pills. When when to use them, especially uh, when cramping occurs. And we all get cramping. Look, I got my second dose of vaccine. And for the second day, I was literally felt like I was getting stabbed. Oh, man. Oh, I was not in a good way either. I just got, I got my second dose and I came home and was like, oh, I was all right for a little while. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no. It knocked me up for three days. So like day one, I got the needle in the morning and then by about 6 p.m. I started to get the flu symptoms. So like that's when I started getting like fever and I had the chills and stuff. And then the next day I had just like these body pains where like I couldn't get comfortable. And then so I had these body pains all day and I I eventually took a Tylenol and that kind of calmed it down. Mm. And then even the next day I wasn't quite back to normal. Like I was okay, but then still chose to kind of sleep the whole day. And then I was fine. Might as well. I mean, honestly if that you know if it's that uncomfortable or if you just feel that achy like it's best to rest it's just easy you know just go yeah see. now the stupid thing i did Uh-oh. was i hadn't eaten all day and then i took these fucking cbd pills <laughs> it was oh, the pill and i was I like know. what the fuck <laughs> and my you friend had done all this research and i'm like i trusted you 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 can commiserate yeah. you led me astray <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I just stole your story because I don't do anything. I've been inside for a year. <laughs> I'm fine with that. This is what I do on the show. Since I don't go outside, I just talk to interesting people and then just take their stories and just say they happen to me. <laughs> you know what? You totally have my permission to use that story. Yeah. Like anytime they ask me, like, Andy, what do you do? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm a lady who's part of a duo of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of singers. Amazing. We got our start in the Bronx and uh, yeah, New York. That's what and- happened. What I don't know won't hurt me. So you do. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, look, let's listen to the song Come Back. Ooh. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking. Oh, this was produced by our buddy Miles Maxwell. Miles and Maxwell. Me. And me. And Mary. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is uh, this is Come Back by Bunny X.
right, and that was Bunny X with the track Comeback, and I'm here with Bunny X right now. We're just having a good time talking about pills and empty stomachs. Talking <laughs> about CBD and pizza. So this is a thing that commonly happens when I have people on the show, is as we are recording this, you have an album coming out, but I haven't heard it yet, <laughs> but we can talk about it if you want to talk about it, and then maybe I'll just like throw a track in like at the end of the show or something. This literally happens all the time. Oh, I can have guests on who have this extensive history and they've, uh, you know, they've got all this music and then I have them on the show and then like we do the interview and it's like covers their history and all this stuff and then like two weeks later they drop a new album and we didn't even talk about it at all. And <laughs> you're like, don't. Yeah, it, it, it happens so much I don't even give a shit. Like, totally. Yeah, right. yeah, understandable. You're listening to the show right now as we're recording. Clearly I don't give a you shit. not care. <laughs> this is what happens when you, you don't write down questions and you end up talking about the bourgeois pig for like yeah. fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> Well, that's what happens. On an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you never know. That's true. You never know. Well, tell me about the new album, ladies. What's it like? Well, to answer your question. <laughs> I don't know where that, what is that accent? No one knows. <laughs> it sort of sounded like an old Barbara Streisand. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, we're so excited about it because it's such a long time coming. You know, Mary and I, we've, we've released a few EPs over all these years and tons of singles and lots of collaboration tracks which we you know we love and that's all great but it's just I don't know why but <laughs> this is our first ever album so this is a big deal for us yeah the theme we're kind of doing like a very John Hughes 80s high school nostalgic type theme which of course is something that happens often in the scene so it won't be you know anything shocking to people hmm. but hopefully yeah hopefully people will, will like it in total I think we're gonna have 11 tracks on the album and we're gonna be calling it Young and in Love and we're stoked because we had Mizukat do the artwork mm. so we're excited to share that so good and um, it'll be featuring a couple songs with Celerect LA Dreams and Don Del Piero and then the rest is being produced by us and and our uh, buddy John. And then we've also had some help from Kent Von Herzog yep. of BHXRR, who's amazing. Um, he's doing one song called Go Back um, that should be coming out pretty soon. And then actually, I should mention that we have one other track that's being produced by Ends84, which is on our same label, Aztec Records. We've had a lot of help with this record. So we're really thankful to everybody for all the, all the help. But yeah, it's been like a all hands on deck kind of thing. It takes a village, as they say. Ah. They do say that. <laughs> Wait, where, where do you guys record your vocals? Well, kind of a combination between two different studios. Um, one is in Hoboken, and our, it's our good friend uh, Mark, who uh, runs the studio there. So we've recorded the majority of the, of the album there. And then a few other songs we recorded at The Bunker, which is a local studio in Brooklyn. And then we sometimes will do like pickup takes from home but those are typically you can hear my dog in the background so you can see why that's not the best mm -hmm. <laughs> idea. ideal and then we live in you know new york city so it's loud and bad i mean hallie the dog is on uh, most of my demo vocals that <laughs> i sent to Aww. people <laughs> little nugget she likes to be involved does she like start barking as soon as you start singing 100 percent. yeah 100 every time <laughs> that because she feels like she wants to sing with you or that she's protesting she wants to be involved. I mean, she'd like some credits on this album. So like between the dog and between like, you know, New York, 
It's just uh, tricky from home, for sure. No, I get that. My neighbor's dog starts barking whenever I start recording the show. Amazing. I'm starting to think my microphone setup gives off some sort of like high-pitched frequency that's pissing him off. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got to be something. Like, either that or I have a magical power, because like the other thing I have the ability to do is uh, whenever I record, people outside just decide that's the moment they need to start chainsawing and... <laughs> Oh, God. Classic. As soon as I hit record, or like usually about a moment before, that's all of a sudden I just hear like the crane just boot up. I'm like, oh, there's a crane outside now. Like, cool. You're like, why though? Because I have a magical power. (laughs) It's useless. I meant to do this. I'm secretly a wizard. You're like, I dare you to defy me. Oh, I, I dare not challenge the universe in that way, or else a fucking wrecking ball will come like flying through my wall or something. Oh, God. No, I'm going to have that song in my head for the next, like, I know, right? I apologize. (laughs) You should. (laughs) (laughs) I like that song. Come on. It's actually not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Good old Miley. In the grand scheme of things, there's way worse crap out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. My humps. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's one of the ones on my list. That's fine if you like it, but it's on my list. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a few really popular things that I don't mind, as much but in general like it's just I really hate that like twee voice that everyone seems to be doing now I'm trying to think of like a good example are we talking like Billie Eilish twee that like- yeah that sort of like yeah well <laughs> like what is that the issue I have with that stuff is, is a lot of modern music where there isn't anything interesting going on with the melody of the singing. Right. So, like, especially Billie Eilish, like, that's, like, her thing. Is like, yeah. where when she sings, just like, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it's all the same note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, what the hell is this? You go and, like, listen to, like, the hits from the 80s and shit, and the vocals are all, like, an African, like, the voice is going up and down, oh, and there's all this cool stuff going on. All kinds of cool shit happening, like, epic harmony. You listen to the music now and just nothing. It's uh, boring oh, to me. Her brother does all of, like, he makes, the, he creates the music and then she sings. I mean, she definitely is has gone on tour or is on tour or who knows what, but she doesn't have a very loud voice. So they must go through, like, all kinds of bells and whistles to get it to sound, like, good in, in arenas. There's just, there's like, a chain of, like, 50 preamps that, like, just right? line the whole front of the stage, just boosting the signal. That's the thing that kind of stumps me, because I do like some of her songs. They're very, like, introspective. They're very moody. I get that. You know, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, like, how that must be on tour for, like, her crew, because they sure. must be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I wonder what else that picks up. I mean, well, whatever. She's super popular, so I'm sure they have yeah. very nice microphones for her. Because yeah. you, you would think that when you sing that softly and you've got like 80 preamps going, that like some guy in the background like farts or something, and then all of a sudden it just like <laughs> shoots Seriously? through the whole fucking stadium, right? Because yeah. the whole thing will come crashing down, right? <laughs> That's amazing. (laughs) Just adding to the atmosphere. I love the good part, though. I do. I I don't, actually. I think that's the first time I've ever made one on this show. (laughs) I I, I was laughing. I laughed at it. Mary always laughs at fart jokes. Yeah, I do. Every single time. It's like my weakness. Yep, it is. It's sad. (laughs) It's a little sad. It's a little on the sad side, but it works. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is a, a classic form of humor, right? So... Absolutely. It's up there with Shakespeare and all the other things that are, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sounds like it means something. I think, I think we know what we're trying to say here. Hey, let's listen to the song, If You Say Goodbye. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. All right. Well, this is uh, this is If You Say Goodbye by Bunny X. 
right, and that was Bunny X with a track, If You Say Goodbye. Who produced that one? That was a fun one. Uh, we worked with uh, Driver86 on that. Um, he sent us the track, and then we wrote uh, the top line vocal arrangement for it. And yeah, that one was really nice. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet song. Actually, Diamond Field helped us with that. Yeah, I think he helped us with the mix. Yeah. So, we're, yeah, we're really happy with that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Since it's out and proud in the world, there's nothing we can do about it now. There's always a point in every conversation where my brain just shuts off. (laughs) That's me for that's me most times. I hear that. That's me all day, every day. Well, look, is there something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Hmm. I feel like I always divert these things into very stupid places. Like when you sat down and you're like, All right, we're gonna do Beyond Synth today. I can't wait to use this platform to spread my message of (laughs) something. Well, I guess the love, peace, and understanding. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, well, um, we do have several upcoming collaborations that will probably be out by the time this airs. But um, from the album, or is this something else? No, these are not going to be on the album. Um, They'll be on uh, other artists' albums Ah. in the future. Maybe they'll come. We're not sure actually when they're when they'll come out. But we've got a bunch of collaborations in the works, so we're super stoked about all of them so we're working with uh working with thought beings yep who are incredible so we're doing two two tracks with mm-hmm. them we're going to be doing another collaboration track with uh turbo knight so mm-hmm. that's in the works and then we've got one coming with Mondman, who just released a killer record and then morpheus morpheus and um and Mondman are both on aztec with us and uh they both just released um, awesome records but we're super stoked about that because it's just always fun doing collaborations have these all been things where like you guys handle all the lyrics and stuff or have you worked with some people that like go I want you to sing this or do you usually have the freedom to do what you want we typically prefer to to do the arrangements and the lyrics and, and have some say you know in the production so we, we definitely like to be involved in that otherwise it just kind of feels like you're like a hired gun when we, you know, we never want to exchange any money with anybody. It's just kind of, you know, we just do it for the love, you know, for the love of the music. We have been approached before to kind of just sing on things like, you know, do it like this, do it like that. But we haven't really followed through with those projects. Just not that they're not, you know, great ideas in some, in lots of cases, but we just kind of prefer to have, you know, more of a hand in it and just kind of feel like it's a proper collaboration. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if they're, if we're being approached to do a collaboration, it should be a collaboration. It shouldn't be like bossy pants time. You that's know, my, that's my favorite time though. <laughs> <laughs> well, ordinarily mine too, but you know, I try to keep my bossy pants, you know, myself mostly but I think if other people are going to be like oh I want you to do it this way if they're going to be that exacting about it like that's a drag for me sure that's a no for me dog (laughs) yeah yeah I said it that's a hard pass like I don't need to have somebody telling me how to sing something like if you don't like the way I sing then I I don't have to sing on your record (laughs) sing on anybody else's record she is from New York (laughs) well I'm just saying like you're right you to come along and be like you know, blah, 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 like do it this way, then why don't you sing it then? Yeah. Like, what are you asking me to do it for? Honestly, everyone that we've worked with in this scene is absolutely incredible. People no, are they've, so they've been lovely. nice lovely, lucky. and awesome. So we really have not butted heads or run into any, you know, any issues. And I mean, there are definitely times that it doesn't end up working out in the end, you know, we'll kind oh, of yeah. 
we've, we've definitely started collaborations that for whatever reason, it kind of just doesn't come together. And, you know, and that's fine. And we say, well, you know, this one doesn't seem to be coming together. Let's, let's try again another time. Yeah. And then also due to scheduling, I used to say yes to everything. And then I just found myself getting um, completely overwhelmed. You know, I work full time and we all have things going on. So it got to be a bit much. And then we were also doing lots of shows before COVID. So, you know, it's definitely been so much easier this last year because I've just been working from home and Mary's been working from, or not working from home, but just hanging out. Because <laughs> she unfortunately was laid off. So, but due to COVID, we've both been able to have more free time, which has been, you know, certainly a silver lining. Absolutely. To all the other terrible things. It's been a tough couple, like, it's, I guess, year and a half or almost two years. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been rough for everyone, but it's, I mean, it's at times it's felt like, just interminable like it's never ending yeah and so this is really nice that at this point you know a lot of people have gotten vaccinated they are you know doing the right thing and yeah hopefully we can put our masks you know away i mean new york definitely has taken the restrictions down quite a bit yeah we're doing really well here pretty good considering like we never thought it would happen this quickly right i mean i mean i'm stoked about it i know you are too abby i mean it's you know it'll be so nice to see like all the friends that we haven't seen over the year and a half yeah i mean it was really scary here in the beginning you know we you walk by morgue trucks and oh god like in the beginning there was just such a lack of, of information and conflicting information and this of course is the case was the case is the case everywhere but yeah so it's nice to be coming out of that but you know definitely other places still have a long way to go which really sucks but hopefully things will get better soon you know the bottom line is this all right uh sometimes i start a sentence that way (laughs) and then i hope that my brain will fill in the blanks and i'll say something very clever that's going to tie this all together right and uh (laughs) this is not one of those times but (laughs) That sounds like me. <laughs> but yes, of course, obviously, like I I, um, I miss going out. I don't know, to be honest with you, how comfortable I'm going to be. That's the issue number two is like sort of mm-hmm. once things open up and I feel comfortable because, I mean, I am vaccinated. And to be honest with you, I think everything seems a lot more attractive when everyone's wearing masks. That is yeah, absolutely and You can't true. see that bottom half of their face. And so if mm-hmm. someone just has like decent eyes, it's like, oh, it's a pretty attractive city now. hundred percent. Like so yeah. mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, once everyone takes their masks off again, you remember everyone looks so stupid. Yeah. Like, and you're oh, like, oh. put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. But I mean, even still, I mean, I bet you like, you know, things like, uh, uh, you know, masks in the grocery store and stuff are probably going to be a, a more permanent fixture. Yeah, I think definitely yeah. for quite a while. Any retail outlet, I think, you know, you got to put a mask on. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like whenever I'm just in a situation, like I just use common sense where it's like, all right, I'm, I am a foot away from someone else's face, yeah. uh, you know, like getting totally. groceries or if I'm getting a coffee or something and I'm like yeah. behind the cash register, I'm just like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, look, how about this? Let's listen to the track Can't Wait. Because that's a good one. Thank you. Produced by Celerac. Now, you say this one's going to be on the album, right? That is, definitely, yeah. And uh, I know I think we played this one on the show before, but it's a good track, Ooh. and we're going to listen to it now. This is Can't Wait by Bunny X and Celerac, LA Dreams.
Right, and that was Can't Wait by Bunny X and Celerect LA Dreams. And I've been chatting today with Bunny X, Abigail, and Mary having a good time. <laughs> I like to tell people they had a good time, so it tricks them into thinking that they did. <laughs> the best time. Oh, we're having a good time. I mean, I'm having a good time. I am too. And um, I know that my CBD pill story will live. <laughs> it will live on. It will live Forever. on. Forever. Um, no, it's been great talking with you. And I, I have very much enjoyed this time. And thank you so much for reaching out to us and, and having us on your show. I mean, it's, you know, it's a big deal. It is a really big deal. And it, it really means a lot because like you were saying earlier, Andy, like it just this, you know, the scene is definitely saturated and there's a lot of us out there trying to get heard. And there's just such great stuff that doesn't definitely doesn't get nearly enough attention. But uh, we, so we, yeah, we get it and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been wanting to chat with you for a long time because I know we we spoke about it when we met in Toronto back in what was it 2019 yes yeah that was so fun that was a great show a very very hot day yes that was a blast though that was such a fun time and getting to meet you know pretty much everybody in, the, in this well, not everybody but lots of people in the scene so that was great yeah no that was a good time I actually one of the things that uh, I what's the word I'm looking for here have a kinship with you especially is uh, in all your pictures because I do the same thing where in every picture of me I make the same face I have a <laughs> face I make that is us and uh, so whenever oh, yeah. I see like the Bunny X pictures, I'm going to single you out, Abigail. You, yeah, you should. <laughs> Call me right out. You do have this, uh, there's a face you do and it's like the same all the time. And I'm always it's just like, hey, I do the same damn thing. Face. <laughs> and then Mary has to always stand on the same side. So Mary, like in all of our pictures, <laughs> is oh, yeah. just if you, if anyone just goes to our Instagram and like go, scrolls down, it's Mary is always on the right. <laughs> yeah, Mary's always on the right. I'm always on the left. We have a side, you guys. She's like J Lo, (laughs) and then so sometimes I have to Photoshop her into like the left side just to shake things up a little bit. (laughs) I have to manually move her. Hilarious, because she refuses. I refuse. It's amazing. (laughs) I mean, that's better than the other. I've done my research. (laughs) I've done my selfies from all angles, and I figured out this was my best side. I've always been confused about that because for me, I also have like the side that I like better. But whenever I film video, I'm looking at the monitor of me. So, and the monitor is flipped. I guess it's technically showing you not a mirror image, which feels wrong because you're always used to seeing a mirror. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, so I've never <laughs> quite learned which one the good side is. So like when I'm combing my hair in front of the mirror, I'm just like, is this the side of my face? Because once I get in front of the camera, is it that I'm actually filming the other side of my face? Right. And so I don't actually, I've never actually, I could literally solve this problem today and I won't. <laughs> I could turn on a camera right here and I could solve my problem forever mm-hmm. and I am not going to do it. Nope, I'm not going to do it either. <laughs> no, I want you to solve my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I will notice if I've been flipped, but I just feel like my left side is my better side. But I feel like it also changes because I'm always, you know, typically convinced that like I prefer my my left side. But then every now and again, like it's the right side. I don't know. <laughs> it's just- <laughs> I mean, the important thing is, is this is a very, very important conversation. I mean, clearly it's life changing stuff here, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a particular face I will make. Oh, yeah. And like in every photo, I'm doing the same thing. Whenever people like catch on to it, they always make fun of me because if they take a picture with me I will like sort of freeze like a mannequin <laughs> into the position that I want to be in for the photo and like everyone else is like acting all natural and like I just refuse to act natural Same. but it's more fun that way when people are taking pictures it's like it's fun to 
be a goof. It is fun to be a goof. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, I mean, we tend to like repeat poses yeah. and that's totally fine also. But, you know, there are times where we get some candids and they're pretty funny, you know, and you've posted a few. You haven't, po- I don't think you've posted that many, right, Abby? But you have posted a few of us yeah. where we're like more candid. Like- we'll do a couple of candids. And then a, a photographer that we work with all the time, um, our, our good friend Jasmine, she's great about catching those candid moments. I like faking candid moments. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. As soon as I know that someone has a camera on me, I will then pretend that I didn't see them. <laughs> and then I'll start like moving my hands like I'm a professor, like explaining something interesting to the person I'm with. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so much fun because then I'll see this thing like, oh, you know, if you're like a wedding or something and there's like some idiot who's like roving around with a camera. Oh, God. And like as soon as I catch that person, like and if they're pointing the camera in my direction and all of a sudden I'm like, you see, when they wrote the book, they, you know, like like the person who's with me is like, what the fuck are you doing? And then like, (laughs) then all of a sudden the flash will go off and like, ah, I see. Oh, God. You're like, I'm just getting my fake candid on. Is that okay yeah, yeah. with you? <laughs> it's what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Right? So it's a busy world out there. You don't want to get caught up with some stupid picture where you're at the wedding and all of a sudden you just got like your finger in your nose. and. <laughs> <laughs> Mary liked that one. She does. <laughs> she likes it. I mean, I would hate to have to see that in person, but it's it's funny. As long as I have veto power, that's all that matters to me. Because whenever people post candid things of me that I wasn't involved in, I usually get really upset at the photo. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what I fucking look like. It's like when I walk my kids home from school and I catch myself in like the mirror of like someone's car or like in like the window. Mm-hmm. You know, you see your reflection, mm-hmm. and then I'm reminded of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be forty. Because like when you're walking, <laughs> I, I pick the kids up from school, and we have to walk through like a high school to get home. And for like for some in that moment when I feel like, yeah, I'm still a kid. I'm still this young guy. And then like I walk past a mirror and like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, not. No, I'm better teen. And literally all these fucking high school kids are probably just looking at me like, look at that old man. <laughs> Who's that old fart? Oh my God. I'm so sure. You're not old. Well. You're not even 40. I, well, yeah. I will be very, very, very soon. Well, then you better have a good party or something. Well, what I was thinking of doing was uh, just popping a few CBD pills and... uh, On an empty stomach. Yeah, on an empty stomach and uh, roll around for a bit and... Perfect. Eat a bourgeois pig. In my entire life, I will never be able to live this down. (laughs) 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 Sounds like the best night ever. Yeah, it'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, you throw up, it'll be great. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I mean, technically speaking, I might do that on my birthday, but it might not be because of an empty stomach with CBD pills. Oh, yeah, please don't do that. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, what's worse, though, doing that or doing it because I drank too much gin? I mean, like, you know. No, I don't know. Gin is gin is mean. Mm. Gin can be real mean. It all can be mean. Whatever. I don't I don't have I'm sitting there talking like I'm a cool guy. My alcohol tolerance is like three beers and then I have to leave. So, like, I'm not a cool guy at all. Three beers and home. Yeah. Three beers and out. Lay down on my couch and just wait for the kids who come by singing the fucking prayer hymns. And uh, oh no, that's so like satanic ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my story, by the way. That happened to me. It was just a busy day in Hoboken, and you know, I was like, uh, whatever. You get it. I'm I'm stealing your story. This is a callback from earlier. Look, we gotta go. This is what he does, Mary. This is demonic snare that was that woke me up in the middle of the night. Yeah, I was so mad. I almost wanted to run out in my pajamas and be like, are you fucking kidding me? You should have. And I was like, what if he decided to like beat me up or something? So I was like, let me just stay in my bed. Well, then bring a hammer with you. Yeah. Be like, it's fucking hammer time. And then like, and start beating him up. 
<laughs> oh my god, it really scared the crap out of me because it just sounded. And first of all, it was terrible. It wasn't even like a good rendition of like whatever hymn he was trying to sing. <laughs> oh god! I was like, I woke, I got woken up for this bullshit. It's also <laughs> probably payback for all the times we sang on the street corner at like three a.m. and woke everyone up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we that is true. There is that. All there right. is that. But I mean, that was a long time yes. ago. I feel like I have paid my in a galaxy far, far away. I think it was my yeah, it was my thirtieth birthday. We sang on a street corner. Who knows what it was? Probably like Africa or something. I think it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Actually, was it okay? Yeah, there's a big, a big gag of girls, and we just. And then this poor woman. Is that what you call a group of girls? I mean, it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Something sounds wrong. It is now. I, I, I deem it so. Okay, but yeah, this poor woman (laughs) opened her window. Oh, a gaggle. I was doing Gaggle, there we go, yeah. I'm and tired. I was like, what? That it's been a, a long day. That's okay. But this poor woman opened her window and she's like, please go home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, we suck. <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was fun. I mean, For us. She, she could have been meaner about it, but yeah. she you know, had probably had re- reached her wit's end. Yeah. We got out of there pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh my God. Yeah, we should probably go. Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Well, look, that's a perfect place to fucking end this off. Right? Or end this off, as a classy person would say, without just throwing in a swear word in there for no reason. <laughs> well, you know. But look, it's been uh, it's been lovely chatting with you guys, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Are you gals? You, you gaggle a gals? You gaggle a gals. I gotta stop doing that. I, I, see, I call everybody guys. I'm trying to not do it, but I, I, I have to, like, think about it. Yeah. Oh, we don't Because yeah. I've been doing it my whole life, and so now I try and call. I'm like, what do you do when you don't want to say guys? You have to say, like, you all, which always sounds a little weird. It does. Because yeah. that's really the only alternative. Like, there right. isn't a lot of alternatives. You're right. Unless you want to call people folks. Yeah, I don't oh, like that's folks. weird. I just, just feel like an asshole when I say folks. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't come out of me very well. I mean, if I do say folks, it's if I'm annoyed at a bunch of people and I'm just like, folks. Yeah, I hear that. Is that that's, the, that's what you sound like when you're really annoyed? <laughs> folks. Um, yeah. Folks. <laughs> These fucking folks. folks. Those dang folks. They need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, Ooh. man, they do. Well, look. You guys have a lovely evening, all right? Gals, see, I did it. I just fucking did it again. We just talked about this. <laughs> listen, ladies, right. ladies, ladies, okay. ladies. okay. We don't mind. Well, listen, you ladies have a lovely evening, all right? You too. Thank you, you so much for too. having us on. It was so much fun to chat with you and Absolutely. talk about the upcoming projects. We really, really appreciate it. And this was an awesome time. Yes. For sure. Yes. Wouldn't have treated it for anything. My best Wednesday evening in a long time. <laughs> right? <laughs> and all well, this without booze. I know. No booze tonight. Who knew? See, yeah. you can get high on life. Indeed. Or CBD <laughs> pills. <laughs> all right. Last time, I swear. It's yeah. over. It's done. <laughs> okay, right. we're, done. Okay. Well, we're saying goodbye. Right. We're Take care. Away. All right. See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Andy. All right, and that was my conversation with Bunny X. I hope you enjoyed that. We had a lot of fun. And don't forget to tune in next time to Beyond Synth. Like I said, next week's episode might be a little late. But then again, the past few episodes have been a little late, so maybe you won't even notice. But if you're the kind of person that sits there waiting by your phone for the notification that a new episode of Beyond Synth is out, uh, you might be waiting a few extra days. But maybe not. We'll see. I'm going to try my best and work real hard to make sure that you don't notice any disruptions to your Beyond Synth service. 
because I'm a diligent worker trying to make sure you get all your synth needs. Anyways, uh, have a lovely week and tune in next time to Beyond Synth. And don't forget to send in voice messages, beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. And letters are also welcome. Messages. Message me on Patreon. It's all good. Just send them in. And that's it. So I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for listening. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.